Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. As always, my name is Wade, and join with me today are my friends Kevin and Alex. We have two weeks in a row now. The three of us are here. It might be the last time for a little while that all three of us are here. Uh, we are super excited to kind of just talk in general. There are only a few th- news updates, so we're really kind of just catching up for the most part. How are you guys doing? I'll start with Kevin. Kevin, how are you? I'm doing well, man. Um, I am excited to be here. I love a good general episode. Let the conversation flow. Absolutely. Um, we do have some cool stuff to talk about. Yes, we do. Um, but man, I say it every week. Work's killing me this week. <laughs> it's performance review season, just like I said last week. But I, um, I'm taking on another project as of mm. today that scares me very much. Uh, Cause I don't know anything about it, but um, You'll be it'll fine. be, it'll be a good challenge. I can do it, but I uh, believe in you. I'm glad to be here and, and blow off some steam in a good way. Yes. That's what this is for. This is a release valve. Yeah. For us to get away from reality for about an hour and a half. Amen. Alex, what about you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I was really looking forward to this discussion tonight too. It was hard holding back and not having it via text this is a genuine (laughs) like really really waiting to have it amongst ourselves while recording you know it's funny that you Uh, say that real quick i think of that anytime i come across a new piece of news or or just anything that i get excited about because my initial reaction is always oh i've got to text the guys about this i've got to i've got to text you two and dylan and see what you guys have to say or you know that kind of thing. And then I'm like, ah, but this means the best part of our conversation will be in text and then we can't do it live <laughs> with our viewers. So I, I totally feel you on that. That's, that's hard to hold back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, another thing that was on my mind, I, w- I was trying to think of, you know, coming up with a new segment for us and it's still kind of kicking around up here in the brain, but you know, star Wars life lessons as it were, so an example, you know, in my experience, we've been cutting wood, you know, at my place, my father and I, and if you've never cut wood before, it's just not something you can just really grab an ax and start doing from day one, or maybe you can, maybe if it comes naturally to some folks, um, there's a bit of technique to it. There's knowing where your hands go, there's where how much force to apply. And I found myself getting frustrated so easily when I was just experiencing like minor difficulties. And I would just essentially find myself pouting and my mind would snap back to Empire Strikes Back and Luke pouting on Dagobah (laughs) when he was experiencing frustrations. And it made me feel so silly. So maybe maybe we'll talk about that more off uh, off air, off recording. But, you know, Star Wars life lessons, like when you see Star Wars in your real life and you realize like this is why it's been in my life 
for my whole life. It has all these neat life lessons and allegories to look back to. So that's my spiel. Yeah, my, it reminds my only... me. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. It reminds me of those books, uh, which I know that I don't know if you still have them, Alex, but I know you did at one point. Um, the Be More Yoda, Be More Leia, Be More Vader. <laughs> exactly. I those three, and I, I really, really like them, especially the Vader one. Um, but I don't think just... he has them anymore. Did you buy them? <laughs> no longer. <laughs> Did you take them? <laughs> no longer buy what I want. <laughs> They're sitting on my desk because I, I bought something from him, and he threw those in as freebies, and he was like, I'm really excited for you to get these. And I don't know if he was telling me I need to, like, calm down and grow up a little bit and maybe learn some things from life, but I was really excited to get them. But yeah, I don't, I don't think those are in his collection anymore. He's learned everything he needed to from them. And he's like, wait, I think you need some help. So I'm going to send these your way. Yeah. What if you receive the be more Lando one from me? Is that me telling you, you need to be more risky or be more adventurous of a, a cavalier lifestyle? Absolutely. I got Be More Yoda and Be More Vader, so I don't really know how those apply yet, but that's also because I haven't read more than, like, the first page. (laughs) You could use more Vader. I don't think I need more Vader. Look, I'm wearing, I I, I pointed out to Alex and Kevin, I am currently wearing a Darth Vader Christmas sweater as my olive branch. I'm not going to say too many negative things about the Empire today. I'm just going to kind of let it be a peaceful episode. Okay. So doesn't absolve you i will i will read the book at some point when i have more time i know it's not a long book but words are hard man and it's so much easier to listen we should put like wade in a corner right now for not standing up for what he (laughs) thinks is right and just going with the empire he's like i'll just i'll just go with the empire he's flying the imperial flag so easily You're you're Jin Erso in Act One of Rogue One right now. Well, I thought it was fitting because I'm using I'm drinking an amaretto here, and I've got my Death Star ice cube molds in in my amaretto. So I I thought, well, I'll I'll try to go full dark side today, and it's worked out so far. Proud of you. All right. Right, and by the end of the recording, the ice cubes might have dissolved. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're about halfway gone as it is. So. Yeah, Death Star I, too. So, I I don't know if you guys saw. I think you did. Um, I went to Ross this past week and found a bunch of cool Star Wars stuff, which I posted on Twitter. And it was some like twenty. I want to say around twenty action figures and you know lightsaber and you know different just random Star Wars toys. And I did the math because I really wanted to know, like, okay, if I were to pick up every and every single one that I picked up and put in that picture were all different. Um, they, they weren't any duplicates and Ross obviously had other, you know, um, ver- or not versions, but duplicates of those. They had multiple of each, you know, toy that I picked up, but I wanted to know what would, what would the total be if I were to get every single one of those right then and there. And it came out to like less than 90 bucks, which I was super like, Holy cow. This is cause I mean, they had like, retro collection they had vintage collection they had black series they had the the build your lightsaber they had micro galaxy squadron you know all of those things were included in that picture and that was really really cool um to see just like it's crazy to think you know we've got such an overflow of star wars toys that we're seeing them show up in these bargain stores 
at much cheaper prices, which, you know, growing up, that wasn't the case. Like what I saw on the shelf at the toy store at KB Toys or Walmart, like that's what was going to be there. And when they were gone, they were gone. And, you know, now you look at everything you can find on the internet and when different websites are having different sales. I mean, Amazon has a different sale every day for different Star Wars action figures. Um, you know, you find them at Ross and Ollie's and places like that. Kohl's will sometimes sell them on sale. Um, so, you know, there's tons of different places like that. And it was just crazy to me looking at like, wow, this is a lot of toys um, at at reasonable prices. I mean, they're less than what I paid for them when I was a kid. Um, so it was really cool to see that. Um, I did pick up a couple of things, obviously. I wasn't going to leave everything there. Um Cause that, that would just be wrong. I think, you know, to, cause I took up, well, I spent about an hour there cause I was really shopping, like looking to see, cause originally, you know, when I go into stores, my, my mindset is, Hey, I'm just going to look and see what they have. All right. And then as I get to like the sixth or seventh figure, I'm like, wow, they've actually got a pretty decent selection. Now I got to go back. And then I start comparing and saying, okay, do I really want this version of Obi-Wan or this version of Darth Vader? Or do I want, and then I've got to, and then I've, you know, kind of got to put them all together to kind of compare side by side and say, okay, which ones do I really want? Which ones don't I want? And so that's what I ended up doing. And I was like, well, I'm just going to take a picture while I'm at it. But I I spent a lot of time at the store gathering. (laughs) The people probably thought I was nuts, you know, the Ross workers, because I'm sitting there just gathering all of these Star Wars toys into my shopping cart and then lining them up to, to take a picture and decide which one to get. Um, but I went to Ollie's today as well, a different Ollie's than my normal one. There's one down in Raleigh, uh, that I go to occasionally and their black series figure collection was like fantastic. They had like Palpatine and C3PO and they had some of the other ones that I've seen recently, like Lando in his skiff guard uniform. Um, they had Dengar and like Leia in her, Bosch, Bush, whatever that bounty hunter's name is, her outfit from Return of the Jedi. Um, they had old Han from uh, Force Awakens. They had Chewie. So they had quite a few. Um, so I took a picture of that and shared it on Twitter as well. I ironically did not pick up any of the Black Series figures because I found a Marvel Legends figure that I've been looking for at Ollie's pretty regularly. Um, they have a lot of marvel legends characters and sometimes they're just from the comic books sometimes they're from you know mcu and comic books and um i finally found they only had one of them and i was so excited to see that they had it but they had one t'challa uh black panther legends figure and so i picked that up because he's one of my favorites um i didn't actually grow up like reading anything in the comics about him at any point but seeing the black panther movie was really awesome because it took me back to my time where I spent time in Ethiopia doing like mission work and stuff like that. Um, everything about that movie, like the music, the colors, the the atmosphere, the people, it was so much like I was back in Africa, which is a place I, I very much miss. Um, and so he, he quickly became one of my favorite characters. Um, and so when I found that figure, I was like, yeah, I got to snag this because it was the only one there. I mean, they had tons of Eric Killmonger and, you know, his sister, I forget what her name is. Um, now that I think of it, but you know, they had tons of other characters from the Black Panther movie, but they didn't have, they haven't had any T'Challa, uh, up until like today. So 
I was very, very happy about that. The cool Is find. he getting out of the box? I'm kind of torn on it. I want to say yes, but I hate taking any figures that have like extra pieces, like where they've got the extra hands or, um, you know, like instead of having a helmet that goes over the head, it's you take the head off and you put the helmet on that. That's when I start to kind of go, ah, I don't want to keep track of all these extra little pieces. So maybe I just keep it in the box to, you know, you know, display it that way. So I haven't really decided yet because I do actually want to take it out of the box, but when I don't, when it's got all these extra pieces, I'm kind of, kind of torn on it. So we'll see. That's, that'll be a, a down the road decision with my lack of space currently available for display. <laughs> but so it's been a good week. It's, it's been a very good week. Lots of, lots of fun finds lately. Yeah. I want to shout out, uh, quickly a Twitter user. Um, their username is at, Concord Dom uh, D zero M, but it's someone that it must've been because I was looking at some figures or looking at collectibles. Um, but they posted a couple photos of like their bookshelf and they have like all black series figures and kind of oh, yeah. sorted by era. For, yeah. I, I think I put it in the group chat or something, um, but they have a, it was a really, a really cool collection. Um, so may I'll try and find their tweets and I'll retweet them from our account. Um, but yeah, black series is tough, man. Like they, they're so enticing. Mm-hmm. Like I've yet to see a black series figure that I wouldn't want. It's just restraint of like, don't start. Cause I know I won't be able to now stop see, if I get into that's it. That's an issue I don't have. Um, there are a lot of black series. Oh, so you have restraint. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't say I have restraint because if I don't see what I want, then I usually find something that I will enjoy having. Um, but there are a lot of black series figures that get printed that I think probably I I really don't have any interest in like half of the bounty hunters like Dengar. The reason we get so many Dengars in these secondary, you know, outlet stores is really because he's not a super popular character. And unless really, unless you are like super into the clone wars and some of the extra stuff that he may be in at times, or you've got this thing about collecting every single Black Series figure or collecting every single Bounty Hunter figure. Unless you're in that boat, Dengar's probably not someone that you really are, like, crazy about. And there are, I think there are a lot of figures that fall under, like, Tarkin, for example. I picked up Tarkin recently, not because I wanted Tarkin, and it worked out really well for Kevin. Because <laughs> he, he had texted me, and I had already left Ross when I saw the text, but he asked if I could pick up the Tarkin figure for him. Well, it happened that I picked it up, um, but I picked it up because it has the interrogator droid included. And that was one that I did want because I love droids. And so I asked him, I said, Hey, are you okay with having just Tarkin? And he was like, Oh man, well, if you pick that up for yourself, like it's yours. And I was like, no, I don't want Tarkin. (laughs) Like you can have Tarkin. I know empire is more your thing. I just wanted the droid. (laughs) And he was like, okay, then yeah, sure. So, you know, there are a lot of characters that I will I will skip over because I really just don't have any interest in getting them. I'm just thinking of Dengar being a bargain bin bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, it's kind of sad cuz now, you know, if it were if it were Bosk, 
or you know IG88 maybe <laughs> maybe I would consider IG88 I probably would just cuz you know I'm I've got a thing for droids but Bosk eh, that one's on the fence Dengar Dengar is very much a bargain bin cuz I I just <laughs> He he belongs. Once you get one Dengar, you've got them <laughs> he, all. <laughs> he belongs exactly where he is. <laughs> so, if I could manage the chat feature on this, I would put in one of the the like the bot or the the Dengars from the Lego specials. Yeah, the Lego Star Wars. Specials. Now, I will say he's been funny that, in some of those. That Dengar is pretty. Yeah, that that's a A plus Dengar. Yeah. but Empire Strikes Back Dengar. You don't really get enough of him to really be interested. I mean, we barely uh, get no. any of Boba Fett. I mean, the same can be said. That's this is the thing that Star Wars fans do. You get a character that maybe doesn't is in the background, and it's somebody there. Somebody's obsessed with them for some reason. Yeah. But I think boss that applies to Bosk. Yeah, I, I agree. Constable Zuvio, <laughs> and I love it. I'm not hating. I love it. I mean, I think it's it's super interesting. It's I think it shows creativity on the part of the person or imagination that they can see it, just see a character and it's their favorite just because they like them. Absolutely. And I, if if someone out there would say that after watching empire strikes back and none of the animated stuff, if you tell me Dengar is one of your favorite characters, I will, I will find a Dengar figure and send it to you. I, I bet I they just, exist. <laughs> there is someone out there. I doubt that they listen to this podcast, which is why I'm willing to say this, but they probably do exist somewhere. What's it going to cost you? Five bucks? What if? Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying I will do it. So even if I they have, are listening. If they are listening, not, then fantastic. We probably have a, a very bigger audience hole. than I expected. <laughs> we need to put Dengar in the title of the episode now. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> we got to make it a pun. We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. Well, we can do bargain bin Dengar or bargain bin bounty hunter. We we need to make it so that someone who's searching the web for Dengar <laughs> yeah. related podcasts, comes across our podcast. one result and it's us. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, well, they'll weed us out out of the the haystack yeah. full of podcasts. Well, and I did want to say for this week, um, I'm almost done with the Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view. Also, excellent. Um, I think so far my favorite is the first of the three, but all three are very, very well done. Um, I did take a break from it earlier this week because RFB reached out to us and challenged us to listen to The Legends of Luke Skywalker, which is a book that it's essentially a journey to The Last Jedi, the movie. And it's got six essentially short stories um, uh, of different accounts of Luke Skywalker, who people think he is, what he's done, that kind of thing. And he specifically wanted us to uh, read the first one, which was Mythbuster. It was wild. It was it was very interesting, fun. It was a, essentially, without ruining it, it's a conspiracy theorist um, describing who Luke Skywalker really is and his background story and how he came to be known as the Luke Skywalker that the the Rebel Alliance propaganda uh, tells everyone that he is. And so it it was really, really interesting. Um, I don't think the book as a whole is quite on the level of from a certain point of view. Um, There there was one story in it that I was like, nah, this is, this is garbage, but I'll let you guys read it before we actually get into any of that. Um, But it was interesting. It was definitely interesting. 
Um, I enjoyed it. RFB, thank you for the suggestion. And if anyone else has any more suggestions for us, throw them our way because I am more than willing to pick something up and, and read it or at least listen to it um, once through. I'll try everything once. Um, thank God. Uh, what is it? Jedi Scar, Battle Scars. What was the what was the Battle book? Scars. Battle Scars. Thank God that is in the past. <laughs> I got through that once and I, I will never touch it again. So is that the MedStar duology? No, it was the um have you have you played Fallen Order and, and uh um Survivor? Survivor. The video games? Just Fallen Order. Okay. So Battle Scars essentially is a continuation of those two games because those games take place five years apart. And so the book takes place right in between. It's a storyline in between those two uh, games. And it's garbage. It, it's a hot pile of trash. I mean, it is absolutely garbage. That's it right there. Oh, makes, you don't like it? It makes um, for great kindling. I mean, whatever whatever right. purposes around the house you need. If, you need, if you've got a table that's kind of wobbly in your kitchen, wait, you need to wait. balance it. It was great. Who's, the who's narrative the is changing who's, here. Because Who, who's the author? Sam Mags. Mags, I think was her name. Yeah. Oh. The, okay. Not someone I'm familiar with. The narrative is changing. Edit this all out. Because Wade, <laughs> you read it and you didn't love it. You definitely didn't love it. But the way you're talking about it now is like, hate it. Didn't like anything about it. That was not how you talked about it the first time. That's you were because, okay with it. So here's the thing. I think. I, up the tweets. I think the it's on the podcast. Yeah, you can Raving listen. Yeah, you can, about yeah, it. you can listen to me talk about it. I don't remember saying anything you're positive being, about it. You were being you were being cautiously optimistic. I think about completing it. But here's here's the here's the thing, and here's the reason I'm so down on it right now. I have read so many more Star Wars books since then, so I have a greater appreciation. For what good Star Wars storytelling is. What it could have been. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it makes me, and I'll admit, I probably wasn't as hard on it at first because it was new. A lot of people were liking it. And again, I will I will point this out. If it's your favorite Star Wars book, that's awesome. I'm glad you guys like it. And I really am. But the more I have read other books, the more I'm like, wow, this missed the mark. So you're grading yeah. it on a curve now. Yes. Yeah. Essentially, I'm 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 grading it, and maybe what I need to do is, as much as I probably will hate it, maybe I need to go back and listen to it after I get through a couple more books. You know, do something well, like wonder... that where I can really compare it to more of the books that I've read. But the more I read it, the more I look back on it and go, "Wow, I really wish I hadn't wasted my time on that." I wonder if you might feel differently after having played the game. I don't think Different so, because I think I had finished the game. When sure. I had actually read the book. Well, I believe you. I'm just saying that you didn't. I'm not saying that you enjoyed it, but it was in the. I was not as hard. Read on it, it again. Yeah. Um, for what it's worth, I'm about to put up to the camera a picture of the book I thought it was. And clearly, in hindsight, you would have much rather read this book. Hold on up. Yes. Yeah, that's Barris Offie. I've got that um, on my... And those are authors you guys I think are familiar with. Michael Reeves yes. and Steve Perry. I think one of them did one of the mall books. That yeah, I Reeves I've, I've read some of before. And he was good. 
Um, I think he's Shadow Hunter, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. So I've read that. He yeah. was very good. I, I enjoyed that book. Um, yeah. I, I that's what I think where some of this criticism comes out. And I, I think you're right, Kevin. I was not nearly as hard on it. Um, but I think at the time I was also trying to walk a line where I'm not like trying to offend too many people and I'm still not, but I think just now that I've got more books under my belt, I'm like, wow, I really, really am disappointed with this because it was a character, you know, Cal Kestis is a character I really, really like. And I was just very disappointed with the book as a whole. I think it was poor writing. I think it was lazy. Um, I don't think we had any character development with him, um, which may you have been felt the like point. it was. You felt like the focus was in the wrong spot. Yeah, exactly. And the writing was poor. <laughs> the writing, the descriptions that they'd go into, it was it was very, it was very low quality. I mean, and I did say this. I felt like it was a poorly written fan fiction, and I still stand by that. I did say that, and we can go back on the podcast and listen to you that did. one. That one I did say. <laughs> I know that. I so remember I laughing. Still, I very much still stand by that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know what? To be fair, I think it's a cool thing to be remembered for being more positive at first than being negative about sure. it. Sure. Yeah. You absolutely. know, you, you didn't jump down its throat, and I think a lot of people would cling to probably the worst parts of it. And I do remember you were definitely, like I said, like I used the term like cautiously optimistic, and maybe that wasn't the the best way to describe it, but um you were definitely expressing some caution yes um over where it was going when you were reviewing it yeah it it now so many books now yes and that that's why i'm like "Eh, it it could have been what could have been is what where and i think that's kind of how i feel with things like the last jedi you know i still try to say you know because there are a lot of people who love that movie fantastic more power to them the more I look at it, especially seeing like recent TV show projects and stuff like that, the more I go, wow, they really missed the mark on this one. Which we can get into a little bit later with our main topic. But- you know what always intrigues me? And we won't spend much time on it. It's just something that I've, I've been thinking about a lot for a long time. and It's just never been relevant. It's always interesting to me when an OG fan, one that's been around since the you know the original trilogy was was coming out it always intrigues me when they are a fan of of the last jedi and they mm-hmm. exist i know one personally and i want to have them on sometime but i think that that should we tell you should. yeah i mean to me that when when i heard he liked that movie i was like huh maybe it's not objectively bad and it's just not for me right yeah i would definitely like to hear their perspective on it uh, oh i want to have him on he's the best he reminds me he reminds me i can't remember i don't remember the names of um the two guys on rebel force radio but he reminds me so much um i I think think, it's jason and jimmy mac i think it's jimmy that he reminds me of okay yeah i mean i'd I'd be totally down to hear hear what he has to say on it um you guys remember i listened or i watched the I watched TLJ with the director's commentary yes. a couple months ago now, mm-hmm. feels like. Um, so I will say one of the notes, I'm not sure if I put it in the Google Doc I shared with you, if it's my hard copy notes, I'll check. But a note I remember making was that I felt Ryan Johnson didn't love the prequels. I definitely felt that he's the type of person who grew up loving the original trilogy, 
but probably was in his, I think I looked it up. Like I figured he was probably the type of guy who walked into the prequels and the movie theaters and left kind of grumbling a little bit. And I, like next time you guys try rewatching TLJ or watching part of it, like I want you to go into it thinking maybe you, he didn't like the prequels because they're his Star Wars movie is a very prequel less movie as far as like he doesn't really pay a lot of homages to it. There's not a lot of references to it. Sure. You know, isn't that not, not a lot of visual cues at least? Isn't that true of JJ as well? I remember hearing that he wasn't really keen on the prequels. I think visually, though, I, I just felt like The Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker really felt like blending the originals and the prequels visually. You know, like, it was just really much colors popping everywhere yeah. really fast. Right. I would agree with that. That's one thing that Mandalorian has always done really well. Putting all eras yeah, together. Man- yeah, I, I would agree with that. They've done a fantastic job of kind of uniting everything. Yeah. Cool. I think it's a good well, segue into our main topic. Well, I, I hate to do this, but yeah, actually, let's go ahead and do that. Let's do the main topic first. We can do news afterwards. That's a that's a good point, Kevin. You're you're smarter than I am. Well, it's I'm kind of a ruined segue now. <laughs> yeah, I totally botched that, <laughs> and I'm not editing it out because that takes too much. You work. shouldn't. It <laughs> yeah. does it. I think it's Alex. just better to be more natural. <laughs> Alex ended up. Um, coming up with the topic of discussion this week. Uh, so Alex, why don't you take this away? Yeah, thank you, Wade. So I wanted to talk about Ray because Ray has been in the news an awful lot lately. And, you know, what part of the news really depends on what thread you want to pull. Um, I mean, we can start with the mention of the Ray film in the article announcing Dave Filoni's promotion weeks ago. Um, I kind of bookmarked that in my memory as like, oh, they're mentioning the film again. Like it's on the record. They've mentioned it. It's October 2023 at the time. Like that bodes well after a summer of silence. Um, And, you know, it came, this film came back up in the news this week because there was a rumor it was going into production at the very end of the first week of April. Then others said that wasn't the case because a script hasn't even been submitted yet. And I'm more in the camp of it's not starting production in April because of the fact that there's no official report and there's been a script. And without a script, how can you really devise your shooting schedule, your needs and the starting date? Um, You know, and so following that, I know there's been um, an article featuring Daisy Ridley or featuring a Daisy Ridley interview in which she discussed uh, some familiarity with the story, obviously not revealing any details, um, so that's kind of where we stand, where we don't know a lot besides the fact that it's being talked about a lot, um, which again, I think really bodes well for this film because there's been a lot of, I think, negative chatter, um, folks doubting like, Hey, are these next three films coming out? Which of the three are coming out? They're going to cancel them. Um, and for what it's worth, I mean, those folks aren't wrong. I was kind of thinking of the rogue squadron canceled project and how, there is a whole like promotional video shot for that um, with the director, with an X-Wing. She was in the flight suit. And I'm like, oh, like that, that got really far. Um, but this Ray film, like this seems like a go. Like these other films and projects that have been canceled, they didn't get this far. Like they didn't attach right. an actor to them, I don't think. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I've been reading up a little bit on it, um, and at least according to Star Wars Newsnet, it looks like because of the script not being ready or completed, it's probably actually not going to start filming until at least summer. Um, but, I mean, the biggest thing for me is we've got positive news that they're discussing it. It's not just, hey, this is a blank announcement saying, hey, we're going to make these movies, and then we basically are getting no more updates. It's radio silence on them. So we're at least getting some discussion um, regarding all of these, or at least regarding this movie, um, which is encouraging um, to an extent. Now, anyone who dislikes the sequels, they may not be excited about this. And, you know, that's fine. They don't have to go see it. Um, But me personally, I know I'm very excited. I'm just, I'm encouraged that there is talk about you know moving the the chains forward um so it's it's the most we've gotten about any of the upcoming three movies that have oh yeah uh been been discussed which is surprising i i mean i would i would think that the feloni movie would have the market share but it doesn't the the ray movie does and i am extremely excited about it i see i see and even agree with most of the reasons why Ray wasn't a great character in the sequels, but I still love Ray. It, yeah, despite absolutely. all that, I love Ray. I think Daisy Ridley did an amazing job. She worked so hard to to prepare for those those roles or that role, the movies. Um, and I think that she deserves. I know I don't want to call it a swan song because it's like way too soon. I feel like yeah. like those movies were only a couple of years ago. Um, well, the last one was only a couple of years ago and I really just, I want to see, I want to see her be a part of a compelling story. I want for Daisy what I got with Hayden. Yes. See, I want that and more because I feel like what Hayden kind of got was the swan song. Yeah. Like, finally, officially, like, like this is it. I felt like Ahsoka episode five and especially the, the finale, I felt like if we don't see him again, like, we'll look back finally. Like, all right, we had episode three. We got him in Kenobi. But it's like episode three to Ahsoka, like, were great bookends. I mean, what do you what do you two think about? Well, that? that's what I'm saying because as of right now, there's no other rumors about you know this movie turning into a trilogy or anything like that. Not that you know Daisy would be against that. I think she'd be all for it. But right now, this is the only project that includes her um, in any way, shape, or form. And so that's what I mean by this: is I want her to get the redemption in in the fandom and not that you know again there are a lot of fans just like there was with hayden there are a lot of fans who love daisy and who love the character ray um but i don't think she got the overwhelming appreciation that she deserved um and i think that's what i'm hoping for in this movie i'm hoping it's kind of able to redeem her character and kind of give her an outlet where it's like yeah this unites the fans the fans are in love with this put to bed the mary sue conversation yeah yeah put that away i don't i i i agreed with it to an extent to a small extent i don't want to say i was like fully on board with it but i i 
here's the thing with the Force. The Force creates Mary Sue's all the time. We get Mary Sue's in all kinds of different TV shows and, and some of the movies. And I mean, look at Luke. Luke was able to do a whole bunch of stuff um, after, you know, what, a couple hours with Ben? So I, I don't want to hear about the, the Mary Sue as much. My issue with, with the sequels was more about writing and choreography than it was anything else. Details. Yeah. Yeah. That's more, it wasn't really with the characters. Um, uh, it was more with the creative, uh, powers that be, uh, behind the scenes. Um, so what I'm really hoping for in this movie is just that, you know, Ray gets, or Daisy, I should say, gets the appreciation that she deserves for the work she put into these movies. And, you know, she, you can tell she loves Star Wars and she loves the fandom, regardless of how much of the fandom loves her or not. Um, you know, she loves Star Wars. Um, and so I really want to see see some good stuff come out of this movie. Story-wise, I don't know how... I have no idea what direction they're going to go in. Um, and that that's where they've got a lot of freedom to kind of just take off and let this bloom into its own new story. Um, would I like to see some of the EU stuff brought in? I think so. But how they integrate it, I don't know. Because a lot of that EU stuff also included Luke on the side of the Jedi... Um, so it's, it, it's kind of one of those, it might ruffle some feathers. Um, I think if they bring Mark Hamill in as force ghost to kind of mentor Ray, uh, like Alec Guinness did with, you know, the, the empire strikes back and the return of the Jedi, I think that would be a smart move. Um, I think that would be very wise to, to use him, uh, while you still can. Um, so I'm hoping to see him. I really want to see, and if they can get John Boyega back on. That that's a character that I really think even more so, um, more so than Ray needs some redemption. Um, I think John came away from it not being super happy with the his character and the direction they ended up going, um, and I think a lot of fans were upset with it. You know, so I would I would very much like to see, and I think if they can get John Boyega back on board with this movie, that'll also bring in a lot of fans. Um, who were upset with him originally, not with him, but with the creative decisions they took his character and then kind of just didn't really do much with. Um, so that's what I'm hoping for. I mean, we got to remember that this has to run through Dave. So you, you have to assume that what Thank we get God. is going to, yeah, exactly. You have to assume that what we're, what we're going to get is going to be good. Right. I'm I mean, definitely not perfect, getting a, but... I'm getting a, a bumper sticker that says in Filoni, I trust. Yeah, that's the official position of Records, <laughs> records of the Republic. Of the Republic. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's always positive to remember like the scope of any Star Wars film in the future is so limited by the fact that it's just not over. It's right. not like when, you know, Return of the Jedi came out and like that's this is it. You know, there was talks of oh he might do three more, six more, but I'm sure in 1983, like, this is, you know, the third and final Star Wars film. And in 2005, like, Revenge of the Sith was the sixth and final film. So I feel like as moviegoers, but even as creators, like, they knew they could just, you know, go crazy. They could do anything. And as moviegoers, we probably imagined that they could. 
But, you know, I wanted to ask you guys for the pod, like, you know, what do you think the scope of this movie can be? Because, you know, for me, I I would take another trilogy of Ray whatsoever. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, like, I don't know what they're going to do. Like, are they going to make it? an open-ended ending i mean look at us talk about it as if they're they're working on a script already i mean which they are but i mean this tells you how excited i am but well that i mean tell me like what do you guys want from the scope of this thing that's the thing i think what i want to see i kind of want to see what we should have gotten with luke i want to see you know the details of rebuilding the jedi order what does that look like how far along is this post rise of skywalker um, where is the Jedi Order at this point in time? What's threatening the galaxy? Because you have to have some kind of antagonist that's either threatening the the New Republic, um, or it's threatening you know the Jedi Order directly and her her ability to rebuild it. There's got to be something on that on that backside to challenge her, and so that's what I'm interested to see. You know, how are they going to? Uh, introduced a new antagonist you know the first order was the remnants of the empire which is the republic being turned into the empire so you know each one adds on to each other but the first order kind of you know once that gets destroyed on exegol you know i guess the first order turns into what the last order or whatever they called it um and so once all of that's what would you say kevin final order final order so after the final order gets destroyed, what's left? I mean, yeah, there there might be some final order remnants somewhere. That's been there done. always are, but th- that's what I'm saying. Like it's kind of been done. You know, we're we're going through that with Mandalorian and and Ahsoka right now, and so I, I don't really see them going that direction with it. Um, I, I very much believe Uzan Vong. I think that's how you say. Isn't that how you say their name? The Uzan Vong. That's how I say it. So I, I, I could very much see them bringing this in, and I think that would be, you know, there would be some wisdom, especially if they were to allude to the fact that, you know, maybe in Luke and Day and Ray kind of discussing this, you know, Luke alludes to this idea that he's had some experience dealing with them in the past or something like that. You know, some way, now that Luke unfortunately is gone um, and is just here in spirit, they can pay tribute to some of the EU legends stuff while also kind of bringing it in to the, the fold of Canon. Um, so I, I could see that being an issue. Maybe that's something that's going on. Um, I really don't see it being dark side necessarily. You know, I don't see any Sith uh, involved in this. Um, that that's, that's where I'd be really interested to see, do they create something Sith related? Um, and bring that into the fold. But I just, I, I think they've got to go with something, you know, alien. And especially now that they're opening these these pathways to stories outside of, uh, you know, our known galaxy in Star Wars. You know, Ahsoka did a great job bridging those two. Um, and I forget, what was the name of the planet that they had to fly to um, through hyperspace with the space whales, the Pergil? Was it Peridia? Peridia. Peridia. I wanted to say Pandora. I don't know why. Avatar. Um, Peridia. So yeah, the 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 galaxy that Peridia is in, you know, is in a completely different galaxy. I want to see if they're able to link something with that intergalactic space travel with this Ray film. I think that would be cool 
to see if they're able to to kind of bring that into the fold. So I think that's going to be the route that they eventually go in terms of an antagonist. Um, but other than that, I really I don't have any expectations for this movie. I'm not going into it with any hopes um, except that I get to see Mark Hamill and John Boyega in it. That's it. My thoughts can be boiled down to a tweet that I saw, and it's it's poetic. It's not 100% accurate, but um, it shapes my view of what I want for the Ray film. Um, Anakin set out to destroy the Sith, and Luke set out to rebuild the Jedi, and Ray is gonna finish what they both started. So that. It, I kind of want to. I'm, I'm echoing basically what what Wade said. I'd like to see her rebuilding the the Jedi Order because she already pretty much took down the Sith. I mean, I'm sure it's it's Star Wars. There's always remnants. Like there's yeah. there's always there's always some. But sure. Um, I want to see I want to see the Jedi. I want to see at the end somehow Palpatine returned. God. <laughs> No, you know what I'd really like to see? This is my this is my ultimate like bucket list wish list uh scene. I would like to see Force Ghost Anakin with Force Ghost Luke. Yes, that's what I wanted in Ahsoka. I would very much be on board with seeing that. Um cuz we sh- we you know, we should have gotten some in Rise of Skywalker and the evil tyrant Kathy uh, nicked that in the butt. I was just thinking it's so interesting. I I don't know if it was in text or if he said it in the commentary, but um, I know there were some fans, myself included, who were wondering, you know, why wasn't Anakin in The Last Jedi as a ghost? Um, folks who wanted to see Hayden and thought, you know, that would have been a, a great time to see him for whatever reason. Um, but Ryan was saying how he just didn't feel there was a connection. Um, or maybe it was, why why couldn't Ewan appear as Obi-Wan? And maybe that's what it was. Ryan was citing that like it's just not the connection between, um, yeah, between Mark and Ewan as it would have been between Mark and Alec if you were to bring, you know, obviously um, Alec Guinness back for The Last Jedi. Um so yeah, I don't know. I, I just I just think about like who you could bring back, and uh, you know, what were your guys' thoughts on that? Like, I know Wade, you're a fan of like Luke and Finn. Um, Kevin, what are your thoughts? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't. I haven't thought about that. I don't know, man. Here. Yeah. Well, here's another thing I would like to point out. If you could figure out a way to bring Anakin and Luke. Yeah. Um, into the folds of this movie. Here's another thing I think it will it will do. I think it will help unite the fandom because you're bringing in some key characters from all three trilogies into the same film. And it's almost a way to put it in. I, I think this would be brilliant on Dave's part if he's able to, to get this through because this would be a great way to be in your face to all of those naysaying fans out there to say, listen, all three of these trilogies are Star Wars. Like it or not, they all belong to the same storyline, and here's the culmination of what we've been building up to throughout these films. Take it or leave it, but all three of these trilogies are Star Wars. 
be really hard to execute that without I, it being. I agree, easy. but again, if there's someone that could do it outside of George himself, I think it would be Filoni. Yeah, I do. Well, I think that's you know that's when scope really comes up because for me, I know a lot of folks are running with the whole new Jedi Order thing. I see when folks are talking about it on Twitter, it's all like the Ray and Jo film. Um, you know, despite what's been revealed or shared or thought to be official with the film, you know, I kind of want it to be smaller in scope. Um, you know, I don't want to see a lot of, I don't want there to be a lot of things I've never seen before. Like, I think there's a lot of intimate Star Wars settings that we haven't, you know, taken that nostalgia trip down or we haven't explored in different ways. Like, Yavin 4, I know we went back there for Rogue One, we're there in Rebels a couple times, but, um, you know, the old EU kind of expand or explores Yavin 4 as more of a mysterious um, planet that has connections to the Force, and I'm just imagining, like, what if, you know, this is a one-planet film, where it's not, you know, burdened with, you know, a interplanetary journey, or an intergalactic battle of some sort, you know, like the type of um, I almost said like Avengers level threat, but the type of galactic threat that we see in the trilogies. Yeah, I think I think something like that would be cool. It's, it's just hard to be new in a single film. But I don't know. I don't know if that kind of thing would do well in a one-off film versus a series. If they had a Daisy Ridley series about it, I'd totally be on board. But in the film, I just I don't know if it would work in that kind of setting. Now, I, I could be wrong. Obviously, I don't work in the film industry. I'm not a writer um, or a director, producer. I'm not any of that. You know, I kill bugs for a living. So I don't really have a professional opinion on this. Um, Such a Starship Troopers <laughs> line right there. But I, I think I think that sort of ex- exploratory um, film would work better in a series, whether it be a short series or you know a full season. I, I, that's for them to decide. But I think something like that would be better suited for a for a weekly series. I got us all right. The series. So I've had a thought that I've been okay. wanting to find a spot to share it, but it just hasn't fit until right now. Last week when we played uh, RFB's voicemail, his like tagline was "Star Wars is best when it's weird," and I get mm-hmm. that. I don't disagree necessarily, but that's not what comes to mind for me. Star Wars is best to me when it's in the theater. Like think think about it, Wade. You and I have talked about it on on the podcast before. My opinion of Return of the Jedi and Empire Strikes Back changed after I saw them in the theater. Sure. Now, so we got these shows, and I love the shows. Every I'm, I love all the shows. Um, Kenobi. They've made me cry many times. Uh, And they will again. I know that they will again. But there's nothing like Star Wars in the theater. If I could see, like when they when they played episode five um, of Ahsoka in the theater, I was really upset that there wasn't one local that was playing it. 
I would have gone and it would have been even right. better. So I wouldn't be upset if they put it, you know, if they, if they made it into a show of some kind a limited series or whatever, but I think the best way to execute it is to keep it as a movie. And I think that that's, I think a lot of people would agree with that because we see that criticism of, of Kenobi a lot that they should have kept it as a movie. And I don't agree with that. I don't, I either. think I th- it would have been an amazing movie, but they would have had to cut some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, and what I mean by that, I don't mean that we should get Ray in a show. I want this Ray movie. Yeah. But I want it to pay homage to all three trilogies while also introducing new and expanding Star Wars. You know, this is something post-sequel trilogy. And so I really want to get, especially because I feel like we really didn't get a lot of new with the sequel trilogy. And that, that, that for me was the biggest thing I think is we got a lot of the same. Now we got a new, a lot of new planets, a lot of, um, you know, stuff like that, but some of the plots were the same, uh, the speeders and the ships were like modified versions of the previous ones and not even that mod, you know, like the TIE fighters are directly TIE fighters, you know, like stuff like that. The X-wings and the A-wings, they're X-wings and A-wings. They're not new ships. And so I really want, I think that's what I'm yearning. Cause even with, even with like the prequels going into the, the original trilogy, yes, some of the ships were similar, like the Republic attack, you know, the Republic cruisers, um, were the Venator class cruiser, similar to a star destroyer in shape. Um, you know, it's got some differences, but the arc one seventies and the Jedi Starfighters totally different from the ships we got in the original trilogy. You know, stuff like that to me is like, I, I want new, I want new threats. I want, you know, what's going on in the galaxy outside of, you know, this Jedi Order. Um, I think we're going to get, I, I genuinely think we're going to get Jedi Order that's already established. Um, she's already got the temple built, essentially, kind of like what Luke was doing in, in uh, Book of Boba Fett. Um, I think she's already got everything established at this point. And she's working through um, learning how to teach, how to grow this organization, um, uh, so to speak. And I think there's got to be some kind of threat that threatens that. Um, And I think that's going to be the focus of the movie. I think where we get into the exploratory stuff is where we'd put in a a series, can't talk, a series, you know, for that in-between space where she's exploring. She's finding the location for the Jedi temple. She's figuring out how to construct the Jedi temple. She's figuring out where to find these force sensitive kids and beings to help her rebuild the Jedi order. I think you can explore that a lot better in, in a series, especially if you do like a multi-season series, than you can in one movie. And that's where I'm at with it is if I'm going to get all this exploratory, like I want to know all of it. I want to know as much as I can and that's where I think we can really get into that a lot more with uh, a season or two of a series than we can with uh, an hour and a half, two hour long movie, if that makes sense. So I'm not discrediting what you're saying, Alex. I think what you're saying would be awesome to have, but I think they can give us more of that if they were to do it in a series. And I agree with you, Kevin, that Star Wars is best when it's in theaters, 100%. I think it does change 
um, everything when you're looking at a movie versus you're looking at the, the TV show at home. Um, I agree with that. But that that's I, just kind of my thought on, you know, what you guys had both said. I do like the idea of getting in a, not an established, but not brand new Jedi Order, because it'd be it'd be cool to see them in that situation. Like we've seen them at their lowest and we've seen yeah. them at their highest, but we've never seen them like building. Right. Like, right. We, I, I want to see I want to see what they look like. Mid construction, you know, Jedi order, you know, like, yeah, they've got some students, they've got some, some knights, but they're not really established quite yet. You want to see Ezra Bridger pushing uh, Cal Kestis in a wheelchair down the uh, (laughs) hallway. (laughs) But so that, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. And I think it, you know, if I were in charge, that's the direction I would go with it. Um, am I excited for it regardless of what direction it goes? Absolutely. Um, cause more star Wars means more star Wars. I think they're going to try and do a, a good job of my, my hope is that they do a good job of admitting their faults in the sequel trilogy, but also, you know, standing behind Daisy and saying, no, we like this character. We know there are people out there who like this character and we're going to continue on this story. You know, I don't know that. I don't know that I think they will admit faults though like i think that's the strength that dave has which is fixing stuff without putting his tail putting star wars's tail between its legs saying we messed up here's what i'm when i and not having been a part of the sequels yeah so when i say fixing or admitting their faults if they're going and fixing something and changing it you know fixing whatever that problem was that's them admitting that they were wrong in my opinion that's them because otherwise they would continue doing what they did with the sequels. You know, if you continue doing the same thing, you're not admitting that anything's wrong if you, you were wrong in the first place. But if you're changing it, changing the direction of it, saying, no, we're going to go back this way or go that way instead of going the way we were going, you're admitting that at least to some direction, in, in some form, the way they went was wrong. And that's what I'm saying by admitting. I don't mean they're going to come out and say, hey, what we did was wrong, but we're trying to fix it. I'm saying they're going to fix it. Hopefully, they're going to fix what they did wrong in the sequel trilogy with this movie. See what you're saying. Yeah, that's all I mean. I don't mean they're going to come out and you know publicly say, nope, we were wrong for three movies. They're not going to do that. That would be stupid. Well, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to come out and Kathleen Kennedy at the next celebration – goes hey the sequels were a mistake uh because that i mean <laughs> you're alien horrible a lot of people like it right a lot of people like the sequels i guess it's a semantics thing because i, yes. I don't i don't view dave as admitting I, I i view him as making it work yeah and that's what i meant so that's on me but yeah, I mean, it, overall, I, I think it's really exciting that we're getting some some news and progress on this. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not at the stage of excitement for it that I am with something like Skeleton Crew, so I'm not as disappointed that they've had to bump back. You know, uh, filming stuff like that. I'm not as bummed out by the delays because ultimately, the fact that they're working on a script and announcing, Hey, we thought it was going to be this state. It looks like it's going to be more like this state. Well, that means 
that they are talking about it and they're working, they're making progress. It's not like, hey, we've pretty much completed this and we're just holding on to it until we think we need to release it. So I just, I was just thinking how it kind of feels ironic that um, wasn't after Solo's like not so great box office performance. Bob Iger came out and said something to the effect of not rolling with the anthology films. I was like, oh, we have three anthology films that we're actively looking forward to. Well, and that that's, again, one of those without admitting that they were wrong there. I think they look back on it and realize, well, no, people really liked the anthology films. The two anthology films were better, arguably better than the sequel trilogy as a whole. Um, in my opinion, I think it's. I think that most fans or and people that we're talking to that would listen to this podcast probably would agree with that. Yeah, I think the that, majority would agree with that. And I think the people who like the sequel trilogy more than the anthology films still enjoyed the anthology films. One thing I do not see a lot of on on social media when I engage with other people is hate for Solo or Rogue One. I never saw it. I never saw it. That's what I'm saying. The anthology films were arguably the most popular Disney era Star Wars films. But the way that they got talked about was like people hated them. But I have never met somebody. I've never met anyone who didn't like them. (laughs) It doesn't exist. So, and that I'm sure they do exist. Maybe they don't have Twitter or, you know, Facebook or whatever. But as a whole, those two films were were much more popular than the sequels overall. And so it, it is, again, one of those... It, it is very ironic that they are going with anthology films despite the fact that, um, you know, Iger was like, no, we're not doing that. Yeah, admitting you're wrong. That's, that's something they're kind of doing by doing this. They're taking a look at where are the fans actually at with what they enjoyed. Here's my and problem saying, with it, though, and it's the it. reason why I don't want another trilogy. I want one-off films. I think there is too much pressure that comes along with the trilogy, and it they make bad decisions because they're trying to please everybody, and they have to do it millions and millions and millions of dollars over the course of three movies. I, I just don't – it has nothing to do with Dave. I don't trust Disney to execute on that. I think – it depends on where the trilogy lands. But just just one thing. Just remember that the first two trilogies went through George. And now, so now that Lucasfilm is no longer itself, now that Lucasfilm is part of the larger Disney empire, I think that's kind of what Kevin's getting at. It's so Absolutely. much harder to pull it off just... I think not even just logistically, but there's so many more hands in the pot now. And I think we saw that um, with the sequels. We 100% did. I, I, and I agree with that. I think there should not be any, not only because this time period is just so flushed out at this point. Um, Not to say we couldn't get more. I'm not saying there's definitely, there's always more star Wars to be found and the prequels, original trilogy, and sequel eras. Um, but I think, you know, if they were to look at a trilogy in the Old Republic, I think they could execute it well. If they if they used EU content 
Legends content as their guidelines for how they executed, I think they could. Um, it's I not a matter so. of can they, it's it's would they, and I don't know that they would. Well, and that that's fair too. But I'm saying I think they could do it and do it well. I'm going to give them that credit. I think they could, um, especially looking back at you know the feedback and what they've seen work and not work. You know, this is Disney's trial period essentially. The the sequels um, were their their trial period for for filmmaking for movies to kind of test the waters with what works and what doesn't. They've seen what works and what doesn't story wise, and so I I, I think they could execute a trilogy um, that doesn't immediately fall behind the prequels or ahead or, uh, you know, after the sequels, I think they could do um, a a trilogy and do it well. Um, Will they? I don't know. Time will tell. I don't know, man. I I think they're at least for the next decade of movies that we're going to get. I think they're going to stick with anthology films because it's much easier to pull off a one a one shot story than it is, you know, to do three movies in a row. I think that's what people would want too. Like I I think that where Star Wars is right now, I think people just want stories. Yeah. I can definitely I don't think... see that. Yeah, I I've had this thing and this is kind of going back to the whole theatrical discussion um where I've been sitting on Disney Plus wanting to watch Star Wars but I'm so familiar with all 11 films and I don't want to watch an episode of anything. Like I don't want to watch an episode of an animated series. I don't want to watch an episode of a live action series, but I want a movie. And that's the crazy thing is like, we have so much star Wars television, but I still want a movie just because at least with like six of the 11, there's so much gravitas that comes with the star Wars movie. Absolutely. And that's what I want back. Um, and I, I really think there's a potential for Ray to be the character to to helm to that film. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's so much um, more intrig. You're not intriguing, but um, palpable for Disney as well to consider a single film versus a trilogy, not sure. just from a budgetary standpoint, but also sort of like a you know winning the PR story of it all where you know, it's so much harder to pivot from a trilogy if the first film is so poorly received versus if you have a poorly received film, well, you just carry on to Heir to the Empire or to this, you know, Old Republic film, right. whatever path that goes down. Well, and see, that's where I think, I think if if Disney ever does any trilogies, it's going to be after massive success of an anthology. And it's going to be tied to that anthology film. That's where I think if we were to get a trilogy, I don't think they're going to plan out any more trilogies. But I think if we get one, it'll be, okay, this film did really, really well. Let's continue this story on in another film and then see if that film does well and so on and so forth. That's what I think if we get any trilogies, it's going to kind of be done that way. I don't want another trilogy if it's not planned out well in advance. Like I want to know about it years before it starts because that's one of the main issues with the sequels is it's like force awakens had no idea what the last jedi was going to do and the last jedi had no idea what rise of skywalker was going to do they were responding to each other and that's you can't you can't have that if you want a successful trilogy in my opinion 
Okay, I can I can see that. I'm not saying I'm not arguing against you. I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I don't want that. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. No, I, I can see that. I can see how that's kind of just you know it's disconnected and not um, not here. Here's okay. This is, this might be a little controversial. I know we're running out of time. But I would actually kind of... That's not controversial. I, I would kind of be okay with Ryan Johnson getting his own trilogy away yeah. from the main series. Yes. I, if, I, I feel... Were you just reading my mind? I, I, I started... I was and this is, too. I, I haven't really... Because I like him as a filmmaker. I think he's good. I just didn't like The Last Jedi and how it felt um, so disconnected and like totally different direction than the force awakens. But I think if you were to give him a trilogy, you know, somewhere in the high Republic or old Republic, something like that and say, okay, plan out these three films, they would be a lot more connected and it would make more sense. I, I, so I, I, I totally agree with you on that now that I think about it and I would be okay with him or someone at least getting a trilogy to do themselves. Yeah. Um, Let them tell the whole story. Gave him a trilogy. Preferably, um, Dave Filoni, but uh, if I had to, I, I would take a trilogy of from Ryan Johnson. Well, at this point, it would be them together, and you know, you know, Dave speaks very highly of, of Ryan Johnson. That's I have no problem with Ryan Johnson, right? At all, he's everything I've ever watched of his has been great. He didn't get to tell his story. You gotta, you gotta let these guys. I would have rather had JJ do all three. You gave him yeah, two. I, I agree with that too. Yeah. Or I, at I least have them all working together. Yeah. It's very disjointed. But yeah, so I, I would ultimately all of this to say, uh, I think the three of us are very, very excited about yeah. what's to come uh, with the movies and the movie situation as a whole. Yeah. And one of you mentioned, um, you know, kind of like, the respect for Ray and the respect maybe more so for Daisy just goes from the work that she put in with these three movies. And I remember feeling that way, especially before the last Jedi came out, because, you know, prior to that film's release, there was a lot of coverage about just like the, the more physical role that um, the Ray character was taking on for that movie. And like, we saw that on screen. Um, so it was really cool to see, you know, all that behind the scenes stuff back then, um, prior to the movie coming out. And even, you know, beyond that as well, she's someone that people really seem to get behind. And as we were talking, I also put myself back in our shoes. Like imagine if, so like, let's say this film comes out in 2025, like end of 2025 at the earliest, probably 2026. So her last film was 2019, last yeah. Star Wars film. So let's call it 2026 is the next one coming out. Imagine if we were getting another Hayden-led Star Wars film back in 2012, seven years after Revenge of the Sith. You know, we'd be going nuts. That would have been the perfect time. We would have gotten time away from the trilogy. We'd be looking forward to this solo film. And maybe we would be thinking about it differently because what movie, what story do you tell, per se? But I'm excited for the kids that grew up with Ray as their first Star Wars hero. Absolutely. That now get this solo story so soon after they, after we kind of like said goodbye to that character or like that set mm-hmm. of characters. Yep. For sure. 
I think so. that is learning from from mistakes. Maybe not mistakes because it was just a different time for like they had sure. just bought they had just bought Lucasfilm, right? Like they weren't going to put out a Hayden movie first thing. Right. But I think that's that's a that's a cool thing and hopefully it's because they they know what it meant for us as adults and how much more it would have meant as teenagers. Absolutely. So that's what we've got on the Ray film, which I know is a lot of it's a lot out of nothing, if that makes sense. Yeah, but that's <laughs> so, fun. Like that's what it, we want to be doing. What I love about it. And we want to hear from you guys. What are you guys excited about when it comes to this Ray movie? Are you excited about it? Um, you know, share your thoughts on us because we are genuinely excited and we hope you are too, if nothing else, because it means we're going to be getting more Star Wars content. Um, Alex, you had a couple of news celebration anniversary topics, uh, announcements that you wanted to hit on real quick. Yeah. At this point, I feel like there's three or four different video game anniversaries a week and we're recording Thursday night. It's very possible. Yeah. There's, I'm sure there's two more anniversaries before Saturday night. Um, but we have, we'll start with the freshest anniversary. So we have a 19 year anniversary for Knights of the Old Republic two, followed by a 25 year anniversary for Shadows of the Empire and a 27 year anniversary for Rogue Squadron, which is crazy. So a couple, yeah, there's some classic games in there. Um, Pre-pod though, in the text, I did learn that Kevin, you weren't really playing those games back in the day. Correct. Um, I was very little. I was playing PS. So that my early my games, my Star Wars games, the original Lego Star Wars. Um, I played the pod racing game a lot, but that was early, Which early one? for me. Racer or Racer Revenge? Uh, I don't think it was Revenge. Okay, so Bombad it was the first Racer. One. Oh, there's Bombad yeah. Racer too. Yeah, there, no, 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 that there, was it. That was it. There are three. Yeah, Bombad oh. Racer. Because there's that Racer, there's Racer Revenge, and then Bombad Racer, I think, is like the Star Wars version of Mario Kart. Am I correct? Yeah, yep. Yeah, so there were three racing-ish Star Wars games back in the day. And then there was also like Starfighter and Jedi Starfighter for PlayStation 2. Um, Wow, good pull. Starfighter, that's a good one. I own both of those on on Xbox, I believe. Because Xbox has fantastic backwards compatibility. Yeah, they're clearly like we were growing up in a golden age of Star Wars video games. Absolutely. And I think I say that because those games transcended the title Star Wars because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people just like playing them. Um, and I feel like we're getting back in that era because, you know, Jedi Fallen Order certainly had that as part of its acclaim was non-Star Wars fans are playing this and enjoying it. Right. You know, and that's a really cool thing to hear about your franchise, like a franchise that you're a fan of. Now, Alex, did you grow up playing all three of those? Um, I I grew up with the oldest of the two, of course, um, holding down like the, the oldest part of this group. But I love Shadows of the Empire. I loved Rogue Squadron. Um, you know, Shadows of the Empire was like, the Star Wars film release without there being a film to release. There sure. was the action figures, the novelization, the comic books, 
um, the video game and between the video game, the novelization, the comic books, they're each kind of differing or telling different parts of the same story. Um, there was an official soundtrack that came out, I think with one piece of music from John Williams. Um, so yeah, I played that. It was a really cool side story, like an in-between story between, um, empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Um, Marvel comics is now kind of retouching that era that kind of time period with their own story so it's not really side canon canon or anything any longer um but yeah back in the day those are some really cool cool games um a lot of cool tie-in material as well see i had never played any of those games growing up i was with kevin i was a playstation 2 kid so i had the the jedi starfighter the starfighter racer revenge um revenge of the sith yeah, Revenge of the Sith, Battlefront One and Two. Um, uh, what are some of the other ones? Bounty Hunter. Revenge of the Sith but, might be my favorite video game of all time. It's not my favorite. Yeah. Battlefront and Battlefront Two are tied for for top favorite yeah. of all time. But Revenge of the Sith was up there. I love Revenge of the Sith. So um, I still play it sometimes on the PS3. But I do have Rogue Squadron for GameCube which they, they had re-released mm-hmm. after they had released it for N64. I was kind of disappointed that they never released Shadows of the Empire um, for GameCube because I've got a Wii here at the house, and so I can play any of my GameCube games on it. And so I've played Rogue Squadron uh, a couple of times. I haven't worked my way through the whole game yet, but I love it. It's been a blast to play it the few times I've been able to play it. Um, definitely a, a very fun game. And Shadows of the Empire, I'm going to have to probably try and pick up for Steam, uh, which they have it there still. So that way I can I can play it and enjoy it. But yeah, some of those old games, that was like golden era. And I, I, don't, I don't think we've gotten anything close to what we had as kids growing up when it comes to Star Wars games. Because um, you had, I mean, Star Wars games were like a dime a dozen. They were popping them out left and right. Versus, yeah, certainly not the volume. Yeah, we 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 definitely now the quality is great. The quality of the games we've gotten for the most part now. The first of the two new released Battlefronts was not very good, but the second one was fun. I mean, we still play that ourselves. Yeah. Um, and Fallen Order and and Survivor, fantastic games. And so where we may not be getting as much quantity, we are definitely not lacking in quality. Um. I, I wish we had a little bit more when it came in terms of volume of Star Wars gaming, but I can't be upset when the quality has been as high as it's been. It's just so different now. Like games yes. themselves are different. It's more gaming now is more into realism. I feel like uh, the games sure. take forever to make. So it's, it's, it's different. Like we'll, I don't think we'll ever get games like we used to. And that's, Probably I mean, for not. me, that's sad, right? But it, what it's I would not love to see, you know, how much success they would have if they would re-release some of these games, just remaster them and re-release yeah, them they, for sure. If they were to remaster the old Battlefront games, they'd make so much money off of that because people would buy them in a heartbeat. I mean, literally, they'd snatch them up like that. Um, if they were to to remaster something like Revenge of the Sith or even the Starfighter games. Um, I think stuff like that would be eaten up. People would love sure. to see You know, that. I hate to say it, and this kind of flies in the face of Jedi Fallen Order, so I mean no disrespect to that game, but and this is definitely a, a conversation to broach again on a later day. 
Um, but I wonder if it's one of those things where now the best stories are kind of reserved for, you know, the live action television animation and the movies where imagine like there might be a really great idea for a video game narrative that gets poached for live action. Sure. Or like I said, it gets poached for something that can be played on screen, like just something that's a bigger yield, a bigger get, you know, for Disney or the star Wars brand. And I feel like there weren't those hurdles necessarily like back in the day, like, Shadows of the Empire could just be a game that existed between these movies Absolutely. and tell a compelling story. Um, but now it's like any bit of the Star Wars timeline is so valuable. Um, you know, I can imagine that's maybe where some of the hesitation comes from. from that makes sense. New games, but, you know. Imagine well, what would happen if they took a page out of The Last of Us. You've got the game. And they do it with with the Jedi series, Cal Kestis. You turn, you give him a, a series. Like think about how popular The Last of Us is as a show. Right. How how every like there aren't. I feel like there aren't a ton of shows like there used to be. Like we're talking Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones. That was The Last of Us. Everybody was talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think Star Wars would have a similar success level if they did that with uh, Cal. Absolutely, I agree with you on that. I think that would be a, a fantastic move, um, or at least to bring him into live action in some form. Give him a show. Um, yeah. Every I, I, I've never met somebody that doesn't like Cal. I I don't know if they Inquisitors. would. I don't. <laughs> I never met one. Yeah, that's that's fair. <laughs> um, I don't know that they'd ever give him a show, just because I think they're trying to keep his character exclusive to video games, so that the only way you can get more of him is by buying the video game. But I, I think it would be nice to see him in a show. Uh, you want to get Disney Plus numbers up? Give Cal Kestis a show. Yeah, I, I could see And make that. it more than one season. Yeah, well, I think they need to do that with a lot of shows. Yeah. They got to cut it with the limited series. Like, the, <clears throat> You want long-term revenue? Give us, give us something to keep us coming back. It is not to get off topic. It is funny that you say that thinking how I think in one of the latest like Dave articles, someone picked up how he mentions like maybe writing an outline to Ahsoka season two. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, there's heir to the empire. There's Ahsoka season two. They're both in the air. What's coming out? We, we, we need something. We need, we need a taste. Yep. Just a little bit. A little nibble. Just something. All right, guys, that's all we've got for you tonight. I uh, hope you enjoyed. Happy anniversary to all of those video games. Um, we are on Twitter, Reddit, Instagram. Uh, you can send us an email, communicate with us via uh, Gmail, recordsoftherepublic at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how you feel about uh, the Ray, specifically the Ray movie. Um, and talk to us about any of the video games you guys have played. Did you have good experiences? Did you guys grow up with those video games? Uh, were they your consoles, your parents' consoles? You know, what are your memories surrounding those games? Um, but definitely reach out to us, interact with us. We need more friends. We love having friends. We love you guys. Um, as always, may the force be with you. And remember, this is the way. <laughs>